Hey folks, this is Scott back for another KC Greats. I'm here with a really unique guy in a, in a pretty unique part of town down here on Kansas Avenue, even west of most of the West Bottoms. And uh, I'm here with Matt Basinger, the founder and CEO of SwellSpark. And you may not recognize that, but I bet you recognize and have probably been to a lot of places that he's got a hand in here in town. So Matt, thanks for joining us today, Thanks man. for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming so, down to Armordale. It's a good is, area. Uh, yeah, this is. There's a lot going on down here that people don't realize. There is. I tell you what, for, you know, Kansas City has a great foodie scene, mm -hmm. um, and I thought I knew Kansas City food for a long time, and then we bought this building out here in Armordale, and you go a couple blocks west of where we are even, and you know, Poyore is maybe the best chicken I've had in my entire life. I and heard it from a couple people from it's, lunchtime. It's, it's a it's a line out the door, you know, really? um, and then San Antonio is across this. I mean, there's. There is no limit to great food. Um, I've probably put on 15 pounds just in the two years that we've been here, but every, it's been worth every pound so far. So, um, I, like every time we do this, you know, you got to do the little uh, online stalking of somebody to figure out what you're going to ask about. And I got to start off with, with understanding you've probably got a little crazy in you because if I remember right, you were a uh, middle distance 800 guy in college, yeah. weren't you? Yeah, it's been a windy road for sure. <laughs> Those um, guys are nuts, man. It's so I, too far to sprint, but you do it. Well, you know, I love competition. Um, and if you would have asked me when I was 10 what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would have said a professional baseball player or something like that, you know, like, like most kids. Um, but I had the opportunity to run track in college and actually had the opportunity to go to KU as a decathlete. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm 6'3", 200 going into into college, um, and the decathlon, the decathlon is 10 events, yes, it is. and I was really good at eight of them. <laughs> so, uh, but in the decathlon, you need to be good at 10 yeah. of them. So um, let me, let me guess here. Cause I got a buddy that uh, I went to college with. It was a, a DK guy. I'm guessing pole vault and high jump, pole vault and not high jump. Okay. Pole vault and hurdles. Hurdles. Yeah, man. There's a lot of technique there. Man. Yeah. Yeah, and both of them, it's hips, really, is what it comes down mm -hmm. to. It's a lot of hip flexibility and, I think, a little bit of fearlessness that I just didn't have. Um, but it worked out really well. You know, I was able, I had great coaches at KU, and uh, freshman year ended up just doing the 4x4 four four and kind of some middle-distance stuff indoor, and then was able to drop about 20, 30 pounds and come back as an 800 runner my sophomore year and had a great career. You Very know, good. had a well, really I, fun time I running. Are you seeing some times down 154, stuff like that? 149 away. 149. Yep. So I was, and that's uh, respectable. It was, I was eight hundredths of a second away from being really respectable, I suppose. But I, you know, I was, I think seven time all big 12 and, nice. um, it, it was a phenomenal experience. I look back and, and I love the academics of KU and I ended up getting an education, right? But, I, I look back and I feel like I learned far more from athletics <laughs> and just the experience of competition yeah. and the lifestyle that you have to live in order to do something really well and the discipline that it taught me and the discipline that's now carried over into my professional career as far as like, you know what, if you want to do something, you have to kind of with a reckless abandon go towards that thing. And in college, if that meant doing my best to eat healthy and get, you know, eight, nine hours of sleep, that was the sacrifice I made back then. And there's certainly been other sacrifices now in the business world where people are like, you really worked 80 hour weeks? It's like, yeah, there is a period where we really worked 80 hour weeks yeah. for, you know, four or five months in a row. And they're yeah. like, I don't, I don't know if I can do that. And it's like, well, that's, you know, we, we have been, we've had 
some really fun successes. And I think a lot of it is due, particularly in the early stages, to just grinding it out. And then in later stages now to surrounding ourselves with a really wonderful team of folks that, um, you know, in this building and, and at our locations do really, really wonderful things. Very cool, man. Well, let me back up for just a minute. Yep. You started all this uh, as a KC native, right? Yeah. Grew up right here in the metro. Yeah. Graduated from Blue Valley West High School. Go okay. Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yep. So here at KU, still fairly local, yep. and uh, it ended up right back here. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and, and I actually spent a good part of my adolescence in, in Boulder, Colorado area. Nice. And uh, I love Boulder. I love kind of college towns. That's what drew us so much to Lawrence as well. But um, when when people were like, well, why aren't you going back to Denver? Or why, you know, like, you're from Colorado. Go the, go to Colorado. It's, you know, wonderful. And there's mountains. And um, gosh, I've, you know, after college, I got to work for the NCAA for a little bit. And I've done a lot of traveling in my kind of young career. I don't know of a place I like more than Kansas City. You know, it like... There's something about the people here and the energy here and the food here. And there's just a really special thing in Kansas City that it's hard to put a thumb on it. But I think the folks who tap into it are just like, oh, yeah, it's there. Whatever yeah. it is, it's there. There's a there's a secret that, that you get from living here mm-hmm. that you can't always explain, but it's just right. Yeah, we've had we've had consultants or contractors or folks, you know, from Singapore to Atlanta who have come in and they walk away saying, I thought this was a flyover city. You know, I thought this was a flyover state and this is the best food I've ever had or this is the best city I've ever been to. And it's like, you got a lot going. I know. <laughs> I know. So you you've brought a lot of Kansas City back with some of the areas you've been operating sure. in. So real quick. Right now, the businesses that you have here in town, you started um, Breakout yeah, KC, so we, right? We started Breakout KC in like the back alley of a River Market building, um, and we signed that lease in late 2014, early 2015. You know, told people that we were going all in on an escape room, and no one knew what an escape room was at that time. <laughs> um, they and you know, friends and family were like. They're nice about it. They're like, yeah, Matt, that sounds like a cool idea. And you can just hear it in their voice. But they didn't get it, you know. Sure. But once we had groups come in, I was like, hey, I want to show you what we've been working on. Nice. And brought them down to the river market. And they asked questions like, is this safe? And can I leave my car here? And it's like, yes and yes. Uh, it's a, it's well, a wonderful Well, at the time, four or five years ago. Sure. It was, certainly up, sure it was certainly up and coming. And I think for anyone who's been in Kansas City for a long time, there was a point in time where the river market, when it was called the river key was not a place you wanted to be, you know, um, there was heavy crime and, but they've, the city has done and the area has done a great job of, you know, and really I think businesses have come in and just made it a really lovely place to be. Um, so yeah, we came in with breakout KC and, um, that, you know, we self-funded bootstrapped the whole thing, built it ourselves and, it was about week three that we were starting to get to the point where we were we were sold out. Every we were fully booked, um, and we hadn't hired staff yet. So we were like, <laughs> that was when you know, there's my, eighty eighty hour weeks. My, my business partner Ryan was a firefighter at the time, and he would literally get off from a twenty four hour fire shift and then come work an eighteen hour shift at breakout, Ouch. and then maybe sleep for six hours before going back to the firehouse. And <laughs> I had uh, another job as well, and so we were we we learned really quickly to hire on and get, <laughs> and get good people, but. 
Um, yeah, it's been fun to see how the river market, I don't know that we've, we haven't been the cause for change. There were a lot of good things going in, you know, the, the streetcar line was already being built at that time or it was close to being built, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, but it's, it's been, the river market was a place that I never went to. I mean, not once in high school did I ever venture that far north. Um, and then now it's like, why would I go anywhere else? You know, that's, it's kind of blowing up it because is. we're early in on that. Yeah. So you know, you've got Breakout, and then mm -hmm. the latest one is Blade and Timber, Timber, right? Yep. <clears throat> axe throwing. Axe throwing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get there? You know, so <laughs> we have always, I mean, back to high school, and my business partner, Ryan, and I, we both went to Blue Valley West. We okay. both graduated in 04. We, we have a longstanding friendship um, and really admired, I think, each other's work ethic in our other ventures before we came together to do all this. But we were those kids in high school that uh, they were a little different <laughs> you know like things that we did for fun is we would grab lawn chairs and go sit in a street median and wave at people and we just thought or like go people watching like we just did really kind of bizarre things um and we didn't know it at the time but what we were really about was just was sharing fun experiences together you know we it was a little bit non-traditional it always was but it was always about doing something mm -hmm. and so when we when we looked at breakout KC initially, it was like, this is a really fun thing for people to gather and do something. And, it's not just and, go out to the bar, yeah, have it's, a bunch of drinks, which whatever, you, you want to do that, you do that. Those things are fine. Something right? that is a different experience. Yeah. There's something really special too about Breakout is you walk away and you can spend another hour or two try, just trying to piece together what you just did. You know, you're talking to friends, you're like, oh, you solved that thing? Like all of a sudden, this hidden component opened up, but that... I didn't know that you did something to do that. So it spurs nice. conversation, right? And, yeah. and I think when you spur conversation, you spur friendship and you, you spur dynamic work relationships with folks. And well, so you've got to walk in there and interact with each other. You exactly. can't just all stand around with your thumbs in you your can't. pockets. You can't. Everybody's going to have something to offer. Yep. And so once we realized what breakout really was, which was pretty early, we said, uh, immediately started looking at like, what else can do this? Like what else is under this weirdly shaped umbrella of things that will gather people and give them experiences worth talking about and worth taking home. And so, you know, there's, there's international organizations of amusement parks and attractions and, but really it's just like, we put our antennas up and we we're like, what else is there? And mm -hmm. at the time there was like a couple pubs in London and a couple up in, uh, in Toronto area that were throwing axes at bars. And we we're like, all right. I mean, it, it checks off the immediate, this is super intriguing box, right? Um, Who's done that? Yeah, like lumberjacks. <laughs> right. The stuff you see on ESPN um, after Thanksgiving dinner. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it. Um, and, and we, you know, there's a lot of really fun, bizarre, unique sports out there, just in general. Sure. But a lot of them are things that you have to really invest a lot of time and energy and effort and attention into becoming decent at. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them aren't fun until you're decent, right? So like... That's, you know, I think that's a really great point. I think mm -hmm. that's something that if you look business-wise nowadays, sure. somebody like a, uh, on a grand scale, top golf is captured, yep. right? Yeah. They took something that takes years to be any good at, yeah. but they made it fun for people that have never touched a club. Sure. And, so they, that's a, and that's they made point. it okay to not be good. Too. Yeah. They're like, because hey, come and top golf. And if you're terrible, eat right. a burger <laughs> and, and have a contest of who can be the most terrible. And that's fine. Um, so once we kind of pinpointed that, you know, the goal was, can, 
we, we have this building that we're sitting in right now. It's 32,000 square foot kind of warehouse office space. And we built an axe throwing ring on the top floor. Try it and, out. You know, we have ping pong and we have uh, other fun games and our little arcade games up there. <laughs> and we have a staff of 20 some folks. And all of a sudden, like during lunch breaks, people weren't playing ping pong anymore. Like they were throwing axes, you know, sharp things. and initially we had no idea what we were doing. Um, <laughs> no one was very good at it, but after just a little bit of practice, some folks started getting really good at it. Um, I was not one of them. Like I wasn't a believer <laughs> and, and I'm naturally inclined for most sports, but mm-hmm. I just was like, it wasn't happening, you know? And then all of a sudden one of our guys, it clicked. He's like, I, you know, he did the math basically. And he's yeah. like, Hey, it's not about speed. It's not about, it's about, it's about geometry and it's about this. And so he kind of coached me uh, and all of a sudden I'm sticking it in the boards every time. And honestly, there is not much in life <laughs> that is just on, on the surface that is more satisfying than throwing an ax and sticking it in a board. Something like, big, heavy and dangerous. Yeah. I just did that. Puff yeah. gives you that puff. That... So. This is good. So our goal became to get to the point that we could teach anyone in less than five minutes to stick an axe in the board. Okay. Um, and we were unwilling to open a business around it until we felt like we would get to that point. Um, and now, so come on. <laughs> most business guys would say it's not about that. It's about running your revenue projections and sure. having all the numbers first, right? You, you could make that <laughs> argument. Absolutely. You know, there's for better or worse, you know, with both breakout as well as blade and timber, there were no revenue projections. There's no, there's like three people in the world who are doing it. So it's not like we could go, you know, hire a, a firm to do historical research on the profitability <laughs> of axe throwing. Is like, I mean, it, it, honestly, it's like a gut thing. Like, literally, is this going to be fun? Sticks. And uh, <laughs> good job there. I try. Um, yeah, so we got to the point where we, you know, we demoed 17 different kinds of hatchets and we moved, tried different kinds of wood and we researched and we traveled and um, we're like, this is fun. And, and we would bring in, you know, my wife and Ryan's mom and we'd have these people try and we'd get them sticking an axe in and they're five minutes or less. Excited, jumping up and down, oh, yeah. having a ball with friends. Yep. Yep. So I love that though, because like you said, You've stayed focused after one business succeeded mm-hmm. in bringing the next one, and you stayed really focused on the experience yep. as the base. And that's where it sounds like you've created anything you've created. Yep. And that's, you know, believe it or not, when we started approaching landlords saying we want to throw axes in your building, <laughs> it wasn't, it, it so wasn't well. the easiest sell. Um, but we were very grateful for our friends in the West Bottoms who let us lease some space from them, you know, and then obviously now uh, it's, it's just a known thing. And so there's, sure. there's groups all over the country that are, they, they can point to blade and timber and say, Hey, this is working. So, and, and, it's, and the sport is growing, which is super fun. Right. Um, but yeah, we, you know, once blade and timber uh, kind of similar story is we opened it up and at first it's, you're doing what? Or like what what we hate the most and laugh at the most is there's a newspaper article and say, oh, like axe throwing, what could go wrong? Yeah. You know, but it's like bowling, uh, what could yeah. go wrong? Well, you know, you baseball, what could go wrong? Football, what could go wrong? And so we we put a system in place where we have coaches that are with you the whole time and they're going to teach you how to do it safely and they're going to make sure that it's a great environment for folks from 10 to 90 and you don't get that with other things. And no. so... We addressed the safety issue, and it has not been... Well, we even... took uh, 
five, six of us down to do mm-hmm. a, a, you know, an office get together. Yeah. And uh, yeah, needless to say, none had ever done it before. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it, you'd have to be really dumb to try to hurt yourself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, and, and I think generally speaking, people appreciate like, yeah, this is a sharp blade. Yeah. So please be careful. Don't and everyone's yourself. like, oh, okay, I'll be careful. <laughs> and, yeah, like, and then everyone has a great time. Yeah, so it was fun. Um, but yeah, so when Blade and Timber launched and then started to become pretty successful, you know, I would go into like a networking event or I'd meet someone and at a coffee shop and they'd be like, Hey, are you, are you Matt with Breakout? I'd be like, yeah, I'm Matt with Breakout. And they'd be like, ah, someone else pops in. They're like, I thought you were Blade and Timber guy. I'm like, what am I? <laughs> what is our company? <laughs> like our, what it, we were calling ourselves Breakout Global at that point. Uh, okay. you know, just, it worked. Um, but all of a sudden it was like. There's something here. There's something special. It's more we than have, just two businesses it in is. Kansas City. It is. And so January 1st of this year, we officially launched a rebrand called SwellSpark and um, kind of gave some clarity. So we have uh, obviously SwellSpark, which is our parent company. And the goal of SwellSpark is to launch new interactive experiences uh, okay. to gather people and to give them a shared experience. Um, and so that allows us to very clearly draw the line between, okay, we have breakout we have Blade and Timber. We have this back-end company called Catalyst Build, which is what actually builds all of our stuff. Nice. Um, so, like, anytime we open a new location, we actually build things here locally as much as we can, put it on pallets or put it on a truck, ship it out. And that allows us to get open really quickly when we decide to get open. Um, you control exactly what you're building. Yep. Which in these, probably there's some precision to some of the little tricks and traps that you're putting oh, in yeah. the, uh, yeah, the breakout yeah. rooms. Yeah, and... You know, with Breakout, there's the story that no one knows is just that we did our own escape rooms, but we've helped build escape rooms for companies from Singapore to Austin, So you're Texas. consulting everywhere yeah. around the world to do yeah. that. I mean, we're, cool. we're the only escape room in the company that's rated in the top five by both USA Today and TripAdvisor. Nice. Um, so all of a sudden, we started getting phone calls of people who'd come. They'd be like, hey, I played and you had this really cool profit at this thing. Can, can you make that for us? And we would look, we're like, hey, we're probably never going to open in Vero Beach, Florida. So we're, we're good building this property, yeah. y'all, you know? And That's fantastic. So it, it developed this whole other company that we kind of built on accident. But all of a sudden, it's like, we have six, seven, eight staff members that are highly skilled at building out-of-the-box creative custom furniture that runs electronics. And so <laughs> we've built hidden passageways for high-end homes and offices. You know, we've, we've built whiskey stands that raise up out of the out of the you know so your, crazy fabrication <laughs> stuff it's kind of wild yeah it's kind of wild and, and, and we do tours so for listeners if you want to come see what we do it's it's a blast and that's fantastic good time. Yeah. and it's really not that hard to find no no so yeah so it's uh launching swell spark has been a ton of fun and i think allows us to really talk about what it is that we actually do from a more professional standpoint um and being fully aware, you know, I, I hope and believe that we're doing escape rooms in Kansas City for 30 years. But if we're not, if if escape rooms go the way of laser tag, right? Sure. This allows us to have this consistency of, you know, we're Matt, we're, I'm with SwellSpark. These are the things that we've done or these are the things that we're still doing or these are the things that we'll do. It just allows us to really talk about it. allows you there. to evolve more. Yep. I mean, because it, it kind of answers one of the questions that comes up. I remember sitting at Blade and Timber and mm-hmm. somebody had asked, well, what if it doesn't keep going? Sure. You know, what if this isn't cool 10 years from now? Right. And 
Who knows, right? Who knows, yeah. Um, that's that's the world, that's business. Right. Uh, the iPhone is 10 years old, by the way. So keep that in mind when you think about trying to project 10 years. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think throwing sharp things is cool, but sure. other people may or may not. So, yeah. as you said, the rebranding really gives you the opportunity to continue providing experiences, whatever those might be. Yep. Yeah, and, and it will change. And, you know, we have at least one new concept that's launching this year. It's top secret. I can't tell you. I'm so sorry. Oh, try we'll, we'll tell you when we tell you. Um, <laughs> and, Hopefully you're going to start it here in Kansas City, right? Well, we'll see. Oh, man. <laughs> Mom's the word. You know, we've, Fair enough. We've already, and this happened with escape rooms, it happened with Blade and Timber, is there's a lot of copycat brands. Right. You know, and it they, happens they, quick, they, doesn't it? It happens pretty quick, you know. Uh, we remember when we opened Breakout KC about a year later, there was another company that opened within 60 miles that literally just copied one of our rooms, like verbatim. No way. Like yeah. somebody came in and cell phoned it. Yeah. And we're just, I mean, it was, it was super lame, you know? That's and so fun. we have to, we've had to be a little bit more secretive of things until we launched them. Yeah. But, um, gosh, yeah, we, there's no reason we wouldn't launch everything in Kansas City, but maybe we'll put it that way. We're working well, to... you know, we we all love the town. We love. I, I think I love to hear whenever people do take things from Kansas City and it goes elsewhere. You know, mm-hmm. and not only that, but one of the things that I just absolutely love nowadays, you know, the thirty-year job at corporate America doesn't exist. Sure, you're employing people here. Yep, you you, you guys right here in town. I'm guessing upwards, what, 50-ish or more? Yeah, in the, in the KC Metro, we probably have about 60 or 70 employees, yeah. That's a lot of people. It is. That you're helping provide for families yeah. in our town with revenue and products generated out of our town. Absolutely, And yeah. I love that. It's something <laughs> that, like, hits you every once in a while, I know. Because especially initially, you know, our first, co- our first couple employees, it was like, you know, some some college kids and maybe right out of college or, or just college age type mm-hmm. folks. Um, and not to say that they don't have things that they need to care for and provide for. Yeah. But if something goes south, they can sure. take a hit. <laughs> sure. You know, there's, there's a lot of jobs that, um, are in that pay bracket, I suppose you could say. Um, but when, you know, we look back now on our staff and it's like, there's families, you know, and there's like, it's, I was asked recently, like, what I'm the most proud of, and I had two answers. One, my wife and I just had our 10-year anniversary, and I was just, like, jazzed about that, because that's a long time, uh, right? That's a long one. But also, like, we, we employ 120 people, wow. and that is just, uh, it's cool, you know? Like, yeah. it, it's really an honor, and it's something that you got to take seriously, and it really affects the weight of your decisions, because um, it matters, right? Like, it's not that I can make a decision, and it's not... It's not that it just affects me if, if it's a good or bad decision. Like it affects everyone in this building and as a byproduct, everyone who touches a Swellspark experience one way or the other. Absolutely. Um, and but, your reach is all the way to what, Hawaii? Yeah, Honolulu is kind of our other big market, strangely enough. Um, but so as in a weird tangent, uh, before this, I was a high school guidance counselor at St. James Academy in Lenexa. <laughs> um, and, you know, summers off is kind of what gave me the time and motivation to try something new. But you look at, you talked about the 30 year career is, is gone. It's dead. Um, and you know, our parents' generation. So like the folks, baby boomers and above on average from the time they entered the workforce until they retired have between seven to 11 positions. And that can be within one company, right? That's like you start as the bus boy and you end up running, right? (laughs) Um, 
but they're saying for folks that are more like millennials, Gen X, I get all the generations confused, but they're saying that that number is going to be closer to 30 to 40. And, wow. I, and I believe it because that essentially is, is a new job every year to year and a half. Yeah, and um, some of those maybe will go for three, but then one goes for eight months. Absolutely. You know, yep. it balances. Yeah, and, and I think the initial gut check reaction to that is like, oh, that's like those poor people, you know? But it's, it's again, we said the iPhone is 10 years old. And you think of just how the world has changed. And it's it's not that it's changing. It's just changing faster than it was. You know? Yeah. Um, well, and, and as you highlight things like that, the way things have changed to pull people away from those 30-year jobs, yeah. you know, benefits decrease, things like that, where you have to provide a lot of those things for yourself. Once you're understanding that and, and doing that, where the income comes from mm-hmm. So what if it's different next year? Sure. Yeah, yeah. it's maybe even more <laughs> you know? fun. But And that's that was a conversation we had early on because when you look at our staff, you know, we've been open for three and a half years and we have a dozen people who have been with us for three and a half years. And, uh, you know, so we, we offer benefits to every employee who works full time, um, which people are like, really? I'm like, yeah, because we want to keep you. Like, we, we, want, we want you to be here yeah. and it affects the bottom line, but I think it's the right thing to do. And um, again, talking about like wanting to be here in Kansas City for a long time, and uh, as a byproduct of that, like we want to be a good company. We want to be a, a respected company. Um, we want to be a, a place that people are excited to work for. And the more that we can do to take care of our employees, the more that they're going to do to take care of our customers. Very good. So I saw something. I think it was last month mm-hmm. in July. You guys, I think you've experimented with a bit of a pop-up idea. Yeah. And you have haven't to sing the next part. said yet if it's going to be a a permanent place, but it, choirs. Yeah, is that right? Choir bar. Choir bar. Choir okay. bar. Yeah. How does so, that work? <laughs> uh, so we have two amazing folks, Jared and Jazz, that are musicians, right? Mm-hmm. And we literally we gather people again. Um, we don't even tell them what song they're going to sing until like the day before. So there's no, there's no prep, right? Yeah. There's no um, practice for six weeks. And no, no, no. None of that garbage. Choir you know? talent, right? <laughs> this is, so we get, we get a group of people together and we give them a lyric sheet and they self-select as a high, a mid or a low. And we teach them a song in a three part harmony. Um, and then at, at the end we sing it all together as one unified group and create music magic, you know? Um, <laughs> So and like, you don't, you don't, it, like I said, it's, it is a lyric sheet. It's not like a, like you don't have to read music. music. Um, you don't have to have ever been in choir. Like if you like to sing in the shower or if you like to sing in the car <laughs> or honestly, if you don't, <laughs> like if you just like to be around people, yeah. um, it's a really special thing because in general, like you get a bunch of people together who all have any sort of shared love of something. And I think, you know, we were talking to someone and he's like, the product of choir bar is unbridled joy. He's like, just the, the dynamic of like people come together in this capacity and like, Hey, we're about to do something really cool. You know, like yeah. all, all hundred of us. Well, it's so, like, that compares to something like you, you get your five or six friends and you're going to go river rafting yep. or something, right? It's yeah. like, this is going to be really cool. Sure. Right? You want that anticipation yep. that then leads through to the end where mm-hmm. it's like, that was awesome. Yep. Yeah, and like, so I'm a guy, I I don't know how to like create harmonies, right, in music. Like, I, I like, I, I like, have no ear. I like to sing, but like, I can, if I hear a song on the radio, I can sing what they sing. Not necessarily the same, like, 
you know, I'm not Beyonce or whatever, but like I can mimic people. Okay. And the way that this is set up is that it allows you just to mimic the instructors and, and you don't even know that you're harmonizing until they put it all together. And like the collective reaction of everyone when they do the first one where it's like all together, like people are looking at it like, did we, did I do that? Are there speakers? Like, did they just pipe that in or That's was that really cool? Was that real? And so we did it, you know, uh, we did our first one two months ago and we had 60 or 70 folks show up and, and kind of had to pull teeth and ask a bunch of friends to come, you know, and cause people are like, you're going to do what? <laughs> uh, and I was like, I can't even describe it to you. Like, I wish you could see what it's going to be, but I have nothing to show you. I just want you to trust me. And so like I had friends from my church and they're like just coming out yeah. and like, who were just like, Matt, I'm here Try for you. And then they did it and it was like, Oh my gosh, like that was awesome. And so we did another one and again, had about 70 people, but didn't have to pull teeth oh, quite man. as bad. And we have our next one coming up in August and we sold out of a hundred tickets. We moved venues to have a slightly different venue. We sold out of a hundred tickets in 72 hours. Wow. Um, so we'll, we'll announce September here pretty soon, but the, the hope is to grow it right to the yeah, point that, sure. you know, maybe every couple of weeks we have four or 500 people coming together and doing this <laughs> thing. And so there's, there seems to be a common theme here and tell me if sure. I'm getting this right, that, you know, what you're explaining with choir bar, and the other businesses, it all seems to be the experience shows people something that they didn't know they could do. Yeah. So they're walking out and they're like, it's not just the fun, but mm -hmm. there's some discovery there, some sure. self-discovery. Yeah. That's, that's more than just running a business, man. Yeah. And <laughs> I think to add to that a little bit, not only are folks doing something that they didn't know they could do, but they're collaborating with others to do things that collectively they didn't know that they could do. Axe throwing is fun. You, mm -hmm. you did it, right? Like you came in, you had Absolutely. a good time. But I promise if you weren't with five folks that you knew and you were just doing it by yourself in What's your backyard, it's like, that. that's almost that's like working on a skill. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's people right. who probably go throw in their backyard to get better. Not knocking that by any means, but like life is more meaningful when you share it with the people well, around you. And you can throw a football through a tire in the backyard all right? you want, right? Yeah. It's a heck of a lot more fun out sure. on the field with other guys. Yeah, and we, I think we continually train ourselves. The path of least resistance is, is get in your phone, have some fun. You know, like it's so easy to just pull out the phone and sit there for an hour or two scrolling Reddit or Instagram <laughs> or whatever. Um, but this this is a little more challenging and there's certainly a level of vulnerability when you go to throw axes with someone or go you to could, sing next to someone you could not be good you could yeah other people might see it right <laughs> um but what we really believe and i think we found is it's far more enjoyable um and the beauty of choir bar in particular is like there's a lot of people who like to sing and maybe they've been going to karaoke bars for years but karaoke is like hey i'm let's all watch you and judge how you do or yeah. Or, but this is like, no, we're going to do this side by side. Like, we're going to do this together. Well, and you mentioned, you know, the scrolling, the, mm -hmm. the thumb phenomenon that we have nowadays. And this really, everything really makes you put it down yep. that you guys are creating. Yeah. And, and especially social media, yep. everyone's life is so very curated. Yep. You know, you never really do anything. Wrong. Sure. <laughs> and people don't get to see that side of you, that, that you yep. are a real person. And that's, yeah. you know, we see that so much where... You know, kids are pressured by things like this where you know, everything seems perfect mm -hmm. that they look around. And that's not great right. for a kid's mind yeah. or an adult's for that matter. Yeah. So 
I think there's some value there, man. That's yeah. really cool. You know, we're all still real people. Yeah. You know, the last choir bar song, I remember one comment in particular. And again, I want to like the, at the end of the day, we sound amazing, but we're not a professional singing group, <laughs> sure. you know, like we're just, we're just not. Just, and so this, this person was like, how dare you guys cover that so poorly? Oh, come on. And, the, but someone, you know, someone who was there was like, no, nah, man, it's not, it's not, it's not it's about. about that. That's not like you weren't that you don't, you clearly don't get it. Like, this is about the experience. Um, and, and we, we like, we didn't even know each other when we got in the room. And by the end, this was a product. And like this person maybe I think had thought that it was like this two month rehearsed, whatever. And it's like, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, that's not what we're going after, you know? <laughs> um, so we'll have to change some people's minds. Some people may never get it. That's okay. Uh, we're going to continue to do our best to gather people and provide really cool experiences. Very neat, man. So you sure you don't want to tell us what that next big thing is? You'll know it soon. I promise you. I promise. (laughs) So I always wonder, especially folks that that are just such lovers, lifelong lovers of Kansas City, Mm -hmm. and I'm always curious about what what are your hidden gems here in Kansas City? You gave us some earlier, some of the food here in Armourdale. It could be anything. It could be a park. It could be a trail. I don't care. What's, What's yours? And even, so Strawberry Hill as well. We'll just talk about restaurants here for just a second. But cool area. Um, if you've not yet been to Slaps Barbecue, okay. you, there's, you need to get over there as quickly as possible and go for lunch because they shut down when they sell out and they sell out often. Nice. Yeah. So it's over just off Central Ave, you know, like right off the highway. Um, and it, 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 I don't want to call it my favorite barbecue. Cause it's hard here. It's hard to say that, you know. Because you might want something um, different Friday than you had Thursday. But it'll be one of your favorites, you know. Okay. Um, so Slaps slaps is amazing. Um, the other thing that I'm kind of new to is foot golf. There's a foot golf course. What? Foot golf. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's golf, but with a soccer ball. And this is not one of our experiences, right? This, say, this sounds like, like it fits here. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, foot golf, and there's a couple of foot golf courses in Kansas City really? that you can go and, uh, and and do it. So, so I, would... <laughs> I got to say, this is the most hidden gem I've ever had. I've yeah. never even heard of the sport, let alone that it's here in town. Yeah, Swope Park. Swope Park has a foot Swope golf course. Swope Park foot golf. Absolutely experience. worth getting right. out there. Um, so that's a that's a couple of them. Those are good. Man. Yeah, it's a. Uh, but, but I think on like this, you know, you mentioned this area that we're yeah. at is, um, I think Kansas City, sometimes we, we kind of just look at the Missouri side and, sure. and our businesses are, you know, like our downtown businesses are on the Missouri mm-hmm. side and our, our South businesses are on the Kansas side. But, um, just even you talk about the trails and the food, but <clears throat> this neighborhood that we're in, that our headquarters in is awesome. Um, yeah, we, we really love it. I think it's. I think location-wise, you guys are mm-hmm. brilliant because there's a lot going on here. Yep. Yeah, there's some industrial base, but in general, yeah. you know, Armourdale, Argentine, old KCK, like yeah. you mentioned, Strawberry Hill. Man, people are understanding that these are great places yeah. again. Yeah, and it's really a, a nice renaissance. I think it is. It it's is very cool. So, yep. Well, good stuff, man. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. You guys yeah, got you a lot well. going on down here. And uh, I hope people are really going to enjoy hearing about this stuff, and especially whatever the new thing is. So, it, thanks again. It'll be here soon. Yep, thanks so much for your time. Have a great day. You too.
Well, folks, I haven't seen Matt's new announcement yet, but I'll definitely look right after this. Hopefully it's something that interests all of us and we get out and enjoy it. But if you haven't checked out places like Breakout or Blade and Timber yet, get out there. Enjoy it with the family. It's good fun. It's a great time run by obviously great people. So remember, if you have somebody that you think would be great on the show, let me know. Scott at CaseyGrades.com. And hope to see you next time.